is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope your Thanksgiving was better than the Thursday night game. Adam, Heath, and Jamie here to talk about four NFC home games plus the Monday Night Football game, Tennessee at Houston. Well, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. How was yours? Fantastic. Pretty good. It was really good. Great food. Uh, did not have the pie. I had the ice cream cake because cake is better than pie. And that's You're that. an idiot. <laughs> Fair. I have a lot of football things to say. You can call me an idiot for. Don't Good. worry about no, no, that. No, I would never call you an idiot about football. Just about your off, 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 off yeah. football things. Yeah, yeah. movies, uh-huh. food. Hey, are you eating a Butterfinger today? No, next week. Have I ever? I'm sick, by the way. In case people can't tell, I have a weird voice. I'm sick. I always have a weird voice. It's even weirder today. Um, Actually, it, it sounds a little bit more uh, like grown up. Really? Yeah, you sound uh, sound like grown up. Uh, okay, well that's. I Did you I, get to sit at the grown up table yesterday? <laughs> Um, there were only, I sat at a table with one other person. It was weird. Uh, so that was, that was the kid table. No, there was a separate kid table, but you know, I, we had the baby, so I, I ate after everyone. So it was kind of like, I didn't get to really eat dinner with anybody. It was, uh. Oh, I love that. You yeah. like that? Good for, the, good for them. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> oh, I hated that. I didn't get to socialize with anyone. Yeah. You socialize a little bit before, get all the small talk out of the way. Then you get, especially if there's football on. Yeah. My, you my, go watch the game. I did watch the games. My brother-in-law fed me turkey while I was holding my child. It was what? pretty weird Excuse and embarrassing. What? Yeah, he, he was like, wait, he's like, I feel really bad. Come here. And he took a piece of turkey and he did, dipped it in gravy and he fed me turkey. With his hand? No, with a fork. Okay. It was what? weird. Hey, uh, how would you rank the three games from last night? So you order. sat at the kid table and had your lunch fed. I didn't you. sit at the kid table. It was a separate kid table. I sat at a, at the second grown up table. Intermediate table. Yes. You were at the teenage table. <laughs> no, the young adult table. Um, so you're at the young adult table while being uh, fed by your brother-in-law. No, JB. He fed and me you in the kitchen. To have pie. And you had ice cream cake. I had you ice are cream cake. literally a six-year-old. It's kind of true. <laughs> it is kind of true. <laughs> uh, how would you rank the three games in order of enjoyment from yesterday? Not as good as the story. <laughs> um, uh, two, three, one. Oh, really? I would say one, two, three. Heath? I, I don't even, like, wh- what do these numbers mean? Well, I enjoyed... What? Okay. Okay. So two chronologically, would be Washington, Dallas, three would be. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go two, one, three. Yeah, it's funny. Like the first half of the Bears Lions game was like the worst half of football I've ever seen, and then a really good game broke out, and the last game was just crap. Uh, but let's start with that one. Thirty-one, seventeen, New Orleans over Atlanta. All four Saints players who caught touchdowns were undrafted free agents. It's amazing. Yeah. So if like if you own Breeze and played against Camaro and Ingram and Thomas, it was a perfect scenario for you. Traquan Smith did not play. And the Falcons fumbled three times in the red zone, including twice inside the five yard line. Uh what are your major fantasy takeaways from the Falcons Saints game? I wouldn't panic on the Falcons, guys. And Drew Breeze is awesome. My takeaway is that the Saints defense is good again. Yeah. 
Uh, well, we talked about this yesterday. Well, great again. Yeah, great again. They, they, you should, uh, they should definitely be the favorites. Their, de- their defensive line was shelled the way Sheldon Rankins is playing. Man, they're everywhere. They did give up more total yards than they got in this game. Uh, they got out, out yarded, out gained. Uh, and like I said, three turnovers and they could have, they could have given up a lot more points. Falcons got sloppy, but no, it was, it was impressive. Um, and you know, the, the Falcons actually kind of came through for you. I mean, Julio had 147 yards and 11 catches and a fumble. Calvin Ridley was great. He was started in 66% of leagues. It was ugly for Matt Ryan, but he ended up with 24 fantasy points. Uh, I guess the one people would be panicking on would be Tevin Coleman. Eight carries for six yards. He did catch a touchdown, which was nice, but still had a bad game. Uh, what do you think about Coleman going forward? They have Baltimore, then at Green Bay, Arizona, at Carolina. Uh, so I think he's probably terrible against Baltimore and then fine after that. He's, he's a flex. I mean, I, I didn't love him coming in this week because the Saints run defense is good. They're gonna, it's going to be a fun game next week with the way uh, Dallas is playing. Yep. Dallas and the Saints Thursday night. But, I mean, look, Coleman is uh is really proven to be, for the most part, touchdown or bust. Let me read an email, if I may. It is from, it is from, someone who started Kamara and Thomas yesterday. Uh, dear Scott, Calvin, Neil, Bernard, and Charlie. Um, I have no idea. Okay. Is there any concern for Alvin Kamara for the playoff stretch? With the Saints seeming to dismantle everyone they play within the first half, Kamara seems to have been phased out of the passing game. Based on the insanely positive game scripts and the Saints fi- that the Saints find themselves in, he has caught two passes in his last two games. This seems to be happening to Michael Thomas, too. Not seeing an insane target volume. Out-targeted by Smith. Touchdowns going to undrafted free agents. I mean, unless your trade deadline is still active or hasn't passed yet. Right. You gotta get stars for those guys. And, and, I mean, like, okay, let's just say that Todd Gurley, and I'm, I'm assuming that you, you can't make this deal, but in, in some strange world you can. If, if the Todd Gurley owner needed somebody for this week and you could trade Kamara for Gurley, that's a trade you make. But otherwise, who do you think you're gonna get back for Todd Gurley? For, for Mari Cooper? For Alvin Kamara? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not particularly worried about Thomas. We have seen, like Kamara's involvement in the passing game is different, but he, they're running the ball so well, and he's scoring touchdowns except for this game. He only has one game, I think, since Mark Ingram came back, where he has more than five targets. Yeah. So it's not this anywhere close to the same usage, but we never should have thought it would be. I mean, look, he's got two games this year with fewer than eleven fantasy points in non PPR and fewer than fifteen in PPR. He didn't even have that bad of a game. He had ninety eight total yards. Yeah. Um, but I understand in PPR he's not catching passes. Uh, and, and Thomas in, in his last three games prior to last night, non-PPR, 15, 19, 27 points. Right. And they're not going to blow people out every week. I mean, just, they're awesome, but they're not going to destroy teams every week. Most, well, I mean, they might at Tampa Bay week 14. Yeah. All right. Their, their remaining schedules at if, Dallas. If, at Tampa. They're, if they're still not – if they did not lock up the one seed – by week 16, that game is going to be the game of the century. Which game? Pittsburgh's New Orleans. In, oh, Pittsburgh, in New, Orleans. New Orleans, week 16. Yeah. Uh, so last question about New Orleans. They're on the road. Game, yeah, sorry. Uh, they're on the road for their, for their next three that, games. That'll be a bonanza that week. Steelers Saints. I was thinking of doing bonanza. Um, oh, crap. I forgot to pick a bonanza this week. Oh, did I do? Nope. 
I didn't make it Saints Falcons. You've not picked. You've not picked up Bonanza. Oh crap. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of doing that like uh, Survivor Pool style, where I can only pick a team once, rest of season. Uh, anyway, next three games are on the road for the Saints. Do you think their offense travels? For the most part, I won't. I don't anticipate having Drew Brees as a top two quarterback next week. Okay. Um, I'd say he's still top ten. Probably, yeah. Alrighty. But, but that's a game where, look, first off, you gotta remember, Sean Payton likes to yeah. stick a knife into things when he has a chance to. And remember his ties to Dallas. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. I, I have not. Chicago 23 and Detroit 16. By the way, no mailbag show this week. Sorry about that. Just couldn't make it happen. And, uh, go to fanduel.com slash FFT to join our fanduel contest. Fanduel.com slash FFT. It's only five bucks. About 240 people win money, uh, and first place gets 500 bucks. It's awesome. All right, uh, we got Chase Daniel with a surprisingly good game, 21 fantasy points. But Jordan Howard was dreadful. Tariq Cohen had 10 touches. He caught a touchdown. What do you think about the Bears running backs going forward? They will be at the Giants next week, which is a beautiful matchup. And then, actually, they have a really good schedule the next three weeks. Giants, Rams, Packers. I hate what I'm about to say, but don't give up on Jordan Howard yet. I agree. Yeah. I, a little credit to you, Adam. Yeah. What Your YPC for life take on the Lions run defense. Yeah. It's good. Really now. looking good. <laughs> it's a good run defense, uh, with well, I, I think also you got to keep in mind with their yards per carry against, and it factors into playing the Bears twice recently, is without Kyle Long, they're not getting any push in the middle. Yep. They have certainly struggled. You, you've been talking about that. They've struggled without him. So, so why not give up on Jordan Howard then? I mean, if if Josh Adams or whatever Eagles running back of choice scores a touchdown this week, it'll be every game this season that the Giants have a lot of touchdowns to a running back. And so most likely at this point you'd probably bet on Tariq Cohen, but it would not be a surprise if it is Jordan Howard. So let's see what happens coming out of this week. But, you know, if you don't have carry on Johnson for another week or you need a flex option, I don't think Howard will be terrible. But I also don't have a lot of faith in him. That's the problem. I mean, let's talk about the best running back in this game. Of course. Who? Well, Garrett Blunt. Oh yeah. Oh, that guy. Boom. <laughs> uh, maybe it I wasn't. Maybe it wasn't such a good day for for Carry On Johnson. Blunt, 19 carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns was really good near the goal line. He was. Uh, he's owned in 26% of leagues. Was started in 7% of leagues. And you know, Riddick got your seven catches. Uh, so. Other than Jordan Howard, the running backs kind of did what we thought they'd do. Uh, well, no. Okay, sorry. That is not true at all because we did not think LeGarrette Blunt was going to do this. Um, no, so basically that. we were wrong about all of the running backs except for Theo Riddick. Well. Co- Cohen was fine. Yeah, yeah, but he caught the touchdown. Uh, yeah, what do you think about LeGarrette Blunt going forward? If Carrion Johnson is out, then he's in the flex conversation next week against the Rams. Yep. If Carrion Johnson plays, he's back to – you're begging for a touchdown. Let me just say this. We didn't mention this. I should have mentioned this. This was the quickest turnaround in NFL history. Sunday night to Thursday afternoon. The Bears defense did not play up to its standards, and you have to wonder if that was part of it. Any other takeaways here? Uh, it's hard to really take away too much from the Bears with Chase Daniel. Hopefully they get Trubisky back next week. That's the expectation. Yeah. And Galladay had his uh, 90 yards, which is great. And Bruce Ellington's caught six six passes, two straight games. Uh, has a chance to do that against the Rams, I would think. 
Yeah, uh, they may get to lead back though. So it, just keep them. It would be nice if he averaged more than four yards per yeah, catch. It would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas thirty-one, Washington twenty-three. Tyron Smith did not play. Amari Cooper did a Markel Fultz free throw for his end zone celebration, which was great because now I know how Markel Fultz uh, shoots his free throws. Well, you don't know how he's going to do it the next time because that's kind of part of the joke because he's tried about seven different approaches. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's fun. Now I'm interested. Uh, takeaways from this game. Let's start with Adrian Peterson. One of the There were some pretty bad running backs on Thursday. He was one of them. 12 carries, 35 yards. He had a shoulder injury. came back in. Two catches in the game. Um, Jordan Howard, Adrian Peterson, who are you more optimistic about going forward? Oh, boy. <laughs> it's funny because Jamie and I yesterday on FFT had a uh, discussion, or one of our Google segments was who to start, Adrian Peterson or Jordan Howard. And uh, we both just spent the entire time talking bad about the other guy. <laughs> Didn't say much positive about our own guys. And we were both right. Um, I I guess Jordan Howard because he has the Giants next week. Okay. I mean, I, I just, it, Peterson's just in such a bad situation. You know, offensive line is bad. Quarterback is bad. Defense is looking bad. Well, is this the second time in three weeks Capri Bibbs has stolen a touchdown from right. inside the five? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, now he gets Philly next week, which is not an easy matchup, but then he gets the Giants in week 14. This is Peterson. And then it's just brutal. At yeah. Jacksonville, at Tennessee in 15 and 16. Yeah, we're gonna so find out about the, the five, three of the next four games are not easy. We're gonna find out about the Eagles' run defense. They they've been dreadful lately, but they're getting Timmy Jernigan off IR this week. I wonder help. if because they have so many injuries in the secondary, if they've just they're not putting as many guys in the box, so it's not quite as easy. For well, them it's also play. been that they're behind. No, the Eagles. And, and to be fair, I mean, you face the Saints and the Cowboys in back to back weeks. Yeah. That's going to make your run defense look a little bad when you're playing Ezekiel Elliott and then the Saints guys. The other guy that crushed them was Saquon Barkley. We're talking about the Eagles, and that why are we talking about the Eagles? Because that's who Adrian Peterson plays next week. Uh, I think another takeaway here, well, Trey Quinn caught a touchdown. He's had, he had uh, four for 49 the week before, so he'll be on that deep waiver wire list along with Bruce Ellington, I'm sure. But Jordan Reed, I mean, okay, Colt McCoy loves his tight ends. Jordan Reed had six catches for 75 yards after seven for 71 and a touchdown last week. And Vernon Davis had two catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. He had a 53-yard touchdown catch. So are you feeling good about Jordan Reed uh, going forward? Absolutely. Yeah. How about that? That's all he, he, he needed. He would be the only Washington player at this point I would feel comfortable starting. A lot of it is because of the position he plays. But he looks back to being the guy that is the healthy Jordan Reed. And – how absurd was it they did not call a penalty on that last Terrible. shot he took? Like, I oh, would have yeah, defended yeah. him if he had done something to just get a penalty there. Because he he deserved to just throw a, an enormous fit. So what was the stat I gave? Like, a wide receiver had had 14 or more fantasy points in PPR every week against the Redskins? I think that's what it was. And uh I'd say Cooper got there. <laughs> he had 180 yards, two touchdowns on eight catches. It's now three or four games with Dallas where he's gotten eight or more targets. And he scored 13 or more PPR points in all three. Uh, he should get it next week. And and the reason I bring that number up is because that when they made the trade, if you go back to 2016, 2016, 2017, um, Des Bryant averaged eight targets per game with Dallas. So the number one receiver for Dallas, that's the number you typically get. And Cooper's track record over his career with eight plus targets is pretty remarkable. And what do you think about Dak? This was a great game for him. 
I think he's in the top 15 conversation. Yeah. He was he was great. Not last week he wasn't top 15. I know that all too well. <laughs> but what did he score, 18 points? No, last week he had like 14 points. Last week was the down game? Because Beasley dropped that stupid touchdown. Now I have to eat the worst candy ever. But if Beasley had caught that touchdown, he would have had a respectable game, which is what he gives you most weeks, respectable game. But I was like, ah, he has no upside. Remember we were debating Prescott? I don't remember. The, the thing about like, Dak no is it, his schedule – is about as good as any quarterback in the NFL from this point forward. Yeah, well, maybe. I well, mean, it that's depends. What Next week's like not Saints. It'll be interesting to see if New Orleans is as good at home. But even after that, Philly has nobody left in the secondary. I don't think the Colts' secondary is very good. Tampa Bay is the worst secondary. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then Ezekiel Elliott just should should be noted. He's at, he's been better with Amari Cooper. Uh, he was really good before that. He's been great, unbelievable. Since, well, you can't put 12 guys in the box now. Right. It definitely helps. All right. That's it for the Thursday games. Hope you all enjoyed a, uh, a day of football with uh, some pretty competitive games early. And then and then the Saints just being too good for everybody. So I was talking about the teams that featured better running backs coming out of the bye. Who are we talking about? The Jets or the Dolphins maybe yesterday? One of them maybe going about to the— the Dolphins, yes. Yeah. And maybe it's the Jets too with McGuire. Uh, and I, I remembered it was like, oh, Aaron Jones, who else, who else? The Titans was who I was thinking of. They came out of their bye, and they started uh, making Deion Lewis the focal point. So I wasn't completely crazy. Uh, not so sure you're going to want to start Deion Lewis in FanDuel. First of all, if you're playing an hour contest, FanDuel.com slash FFT, you can't start Deion Lewis because he's playing on Sunday night. But uh, you should play in our contest, and you should just play FanDuel in general. Look, uh, fantasy football is winding down, but FanDuel goes all the way through the playoffs. And if you are a new user and you want to get into our contest for free, you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, you make your first deposit, and get a $5 bonus. Again, FanDuel.com slash FFT, get a $5 bonus on your first deposit. I really enjoy it uh, because, well, first of all, we all love fantasy football, right? But it's just a different experience than your seasonal leagues. You get to choose from any player in the NFL, so... You want Todd Gurley every week? You can have Todd Gurley every week. You don't have to worry about dealing with injuries and bye weeks and stuff like that. It's just like a fresh slate every single week. So get on there, FanDuel.com slash FFT, FanDuel.com slash FFT. And remember, get that $5 bonus if you are a new user. Bonus is for new users only. It's not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. For full eligibility and terms and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. News and notes. Uh, AJ Green, we think he's gonna play? Man, I hope so. Yeah, I, I'm still leaning that direction, but this has not quite gone the direction I was hoping it would, right. with practices. Right. Yeah, between him and Doug Baldwin, it's getting a little frustrating. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, cause he went the wrong direction. So, uh, we are gonna preview that game, um, the Seattle Carolina game, but yeah, Doug Baldwin, questionable. Uh, Melvin Gordon limited with a hamstring injury. We think he plays? Yes. Alex Collins mispracticed with a foot injury, and that's – I mean, <laughs> that would be amazing for Gus Edwards if he didn't have to think about uh, that. Unreal, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a real chance of missing the game. He, he wasn't limited. He just mispracticed Collins. Uh, Hopkins and QT were limited in practice. We expect them, right? Yep, yep. Devin Funches mispracticed again. Torrey Smith could return this week, though. If Funches and Smith both play, does that take the shine off of DJ Moore? Only if Ron Rivera is an idiot. Yeah, it hurts his floor. Because you've got the Ron Rivera could be an idiot factor. Okay. Uh, Joe Flacco missed another practice and probably won't play. Mariota's making progress. 
we have to preview this game, but I don't think any of us could say for sure as of you know 10 a.m. on Friday morning if Mariota's playing, right? Nope. No, this is a uh, check-in on Saturday and see what his status is. So unless he gets a full practice in on Saturday, expect him to probably be out. Yeah. And I don't think people really want to start him, but maybe it's relevant for Corey Davis and whatnot. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Jordy Nelson has a chance to play. Okay. Houston, their two starting guards left last week and they could be game time decisions this week. Uh, New England could get Shaq Mason back. He should return this week. He's one of their better offensive linemen, if not their best. He's, uh, I said offensive linemen. That's not good grammar. Uh, he's one of their guards. Shaq Mason could be back for the Patriots. Arizona left tackle DJ Humphreys could miss this game at the Chargers. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Tampa Bay's defense, their run defense, has been much better with Vinnie Curry this week. And he returned to practice and has a good chance to play. And that's Vinnie Curry for Tampa Bay, and that could be important for Matt Breida. Green Bay's secondary's beat up. Philadelphia's secondary's beat up. Let's go I- to the startometer. Yeah, go ahead. Do we know how, do you realize how beat up Philadelphia's secondary is? Elliot Shore Parks, who is an Eagles reporter, just tweeted out an image of the Eagles depth chart from training camp. Their top three left corners are gone. Their top two right corners and their fourth corner are gone. And four of their top seven safeties are gone. Wow. Wow. And that's not even counting the guys who are like questionable for this week. Like they've got Malcolm Jenkins, Corey Graham, Trey's, and Shannon Sullivan both. They have brothers on this team. I don't. I've know. never heard about them. <laughs> I don't know if they're brothers. They could just have the same last name, you know. They could. Uh, here, let's do the startometer. Russell Wilson at Carolina. Ten. Five. What if Baldwin doesn't play? Four. Eight. Chris Carson at Carolina. Three. Five. Doug Baldwin at Carolina. Does he play? I'm going to say he's a zero if he doesn't play, but what if he does play? Yes. <laughs> Good call. Uh, eight. Seven. DJ Moore against Seattle, which has allowed 100 yards to a wide receiver in four straight games. Six. Six, if, unless Funches is out, and then ten. Who's a better flex this week, Moore or Carson? I'll go Moore. Uh, more PPR, Carson, non-PPR. The Monday night game. These, by the way, are the last two games we're previewing today. Seattle, Carolina, and Houston, Tech, Tennessee. Uh, Deion Lewis, startometer. Two. Sure, two. Okay. Deshaun Watson, startometer. Three. Four. Lamar Miller. Four. Six. Uh, Kiki QT. One. Uh, Seven in PPR, four in non-PPR. Kiki QT. Okay. So our email address is fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. I will try to read some emails at the end of this show since there will be no mailbag, but uh, I, I don't know if we'll have enough time. Let's beat the waiver wire. You know, there are some quarterbacks with some pretty tough matchups next week. Tom Brady has the Vikings. Phillip Rivers is at Pittsburgh. Deshaun Watson is against Cleveland. Um, Aaron Rodgers against Arizona. Andrew Luck and Marlon Mack at Jacksonville. Joe Mixon is against Denver as we move on to running backs. Adrian Peterson is at Philadelphia. So if you're looking to beat the waiver wire, you don't like some of those matchups, I'm, I'm certainly not saying all those guys are sits, but just keep it in mind for your team. Uh, the quarterbacks that I've got in shallower leagues, Andy Dalton against Denver and Jameis Winston against Carolina. Uh, Baker Mayfield at Houston. 
And then Joe Flacco or Lamar Jackson at Atlanta. Yep, yep, yep. That's <laughs> the one. Okay. Hopefully it's Jackson. He's more fun. Uh, he's 50 I don't think you're going to see Joe Flacco this week. No, nope, I don't think you're going to see Joe Flacco in a Ravens uniform again. I don't know if I agree with you guys. It's like if they're right in the playoff hunt, obviously. And if Lamar Jackson doesn't play well against Oakland, they're going to go back to Flacco. Um, Define doesn't play well. I don't like really know Ryan what Fitz, that looks like. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't play well or what we saw last week? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't play well. Yeah, I don't then, then I would agree with you. Yeah. If if he plays like he played last week, which, you know, is debatable if he had a good game or a bad game, uh, I think you'll still see him in there. Apparently he he uh made a, made some mistakes that didn't show up in the stat sheet, which is obviously not a surprise. But you know, this is not a situation where they're playing for the future yet. That's all I'm saying. Uh running, no, I, I think yeah. the thing that he has to do to keep the job is not turn the ball over and keep putting them in position to score. All right, running backs that you might want to use to beat the waiver wire. Royce Freeman at Cincinnati. Doug Martin against Kansas City. Elijah McGuire at Tennessee. Rashad Penny against San Francisco. McGuire and Penny maybe you pick up now in hopes that they get a bigger workload this week. Um, it's probably more realistic for McGuire. Uh, Derek Henry against the Giants. Maybe could score a touchdown. Uh, so that's those are some running backs. Wide receivers, I got Willie Sneed at Atlanta. I think DJ Moore, 70% owned at Tampa Bay next week, then at Cleveland, then New Orleans, then Atlanta. Woo! 70% owned DJ Moore. Uh, that's all I got at wide receiver. Cameron Braid. Oh, Cameron Braid against Carolina. He is 73% owned. Carolina is the worst against tight ends. They are just so bad. It's ridiculous. Um, Cameron Braid. And David Njoku at Houston. I think Houston's pretty bad against tight ends too. Take a look at these DSTs. Green Bay against Arizona. Buffalo at Miami. Miami against Buffalo. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Philadelphia against Washington. Rams at Detroit. Chiefs at Oakland. That's the one. Chiefs? Yeah, because nobody's looking at them because they're on a bye. And they're 55% owned. They've actually been really high scoring lately, their DST. Uh, they, they, uh, they got a good pass rush. And there are enough there where I don't know that you have to stash anyone. But if you do want to stash one, I think we'd like the Chiefs. And then take a look at Greg Zerline and Harrison Butker. Zerline, 92% owned. Butker, 82% owned. To the games! Green Bay at Minnesota. Let's spend two hours on this one. Cause, <laughs> uh, you know, yesterday's games were like kinda easy, I feel. This, today's games, these NFC home games, a lot more intrigue. Looking at matchups, stuff like that. First of all, what you should know, Aaron Rodgers is the number 10 quarterback in fantasy right now, and Kirk Cousins is number 13. The other thing you should know, in five games with Everson Griffin healthy, here's your stat of the game. The Vikings have faced good quarterbacks. Garoppolo, Rodgers, Breeze, Stafford, Trubisky. None of them scored more than 17 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. That's a bad game. That was Rodgers. He did that in overtime. None of those five quarterbacks threw more than one touchdown pass. So, starter sit Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've had this conversation quite a bit on our other programs. Uh, the stat you gave, um, the, the five quarterbacks with Griffin on the field are averaging 11.6 points per game. Wow. So it's, it's not just seven, it's not like it's 17, 16, 15. It's some awful, awful numbers. Now, one of those games is Drew Brees, who didn't have to throw a lot in that game, so he might have had a better performance. I think you're looking at Rodgers as a low end starter. Um, I, I've ranked it this way. I don't know if Heath has done the same thing. I know you're really high on Lamar Jackson. I would play Lamar Jackson and Jameis Winston over Aaron Rodgers this week. I would too. 
So Rodgers in his last four games at Minnesota has been solid. 23, 22, 26 with a rushing touchdown and then zero fantasy points. He got hurt last year. I do think there's a pretty good chance that the Vikings put up points in this game. And so there's a decent chance that Rodgers salvages somewhat of a fantasy day just chasing the score. Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Wilson. I've got Rodgers two spots higher. Rodgers or Cousins? Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, it's fun. I think we can compare, you know, the quarterbacks in this game. You're going to take Cousins over Rodgers. And uh, let's compare the, the running backs. Who would you rather start, Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook? Jones, but it's close. Yeah, I do have Jones higher than Cook. Oh, man. I, I know you have to start Aaron Jones, but I, I understand if people are nervous. There have been eight running backs with 15 or more touches against Minnesota. Only four of them scored double digits in non-PPR or 12 or more in PPR. Four out of eight, that's really not good. And three of those four really did it thanks to receiving production. Chris Ivory, Todd Gurley, and Kamara, I believe. David Johnson, not so much. Um, so Jones has been a little more involved in the passing game. That's the encouraging sign. Is it just like he's playing so well, you got to start him? Yeah. Yes, and I think this is part of the reason why Rodgers struggles a little bit is because they found a running game. Uh, you don't seem to have any concerns about Devontae Adams. Not to where I'm sitting him, no. No. Okay, he's top 10 for you guys. How about this? In his career against Minnesota, Devontae Adams has not had more than 64 yards in any game, but he has caught a touchdown in three straight against the Vikings. And if you like patterns, everybody likes patterns, these are Devontae Adams' yards in his last three games against Minnesota. 44, 54, 64. Hey, pretty cool. Um, all right, anyway, I, uh, yeah, start Adams and no other, like, no Valdez Scantling or anything like that. Um, no, desperation number three receiver. Yeah, he's an upside flex. Let's talk more about, uh, Cousins and Cook then. What do you expect from Cousins this week? I think he'll have a lot more time, and uh, I don't think the Packers can cover Diggs or Thielen. So 270 yards, two or three touchdowns? Their secondary is a mess. Yes, it is. Their defense isn't very good. <laughs> no. Plus, the, the reason to like Dalvin Cook is Mike Daniels out for them. Okay. Yeah. That's, so That's like, a big thing. What are you thinking, you know, projection for Dalvin Cook? 70 uh, yards and hope he's got a touchdown. 120 total and a touchdown. Wow. I, I hope Jamie's right. I've got a lot of Dalvin Cook. How on earth are you starting Aaron Jones over Dalvin Cook if you're expecting 120? Well, okay, not expecting. I understand that's an optimistic projection. But still, that sounds like you're bullish on Aaron Jones. I mean, I have them three spots apart. It's not like I... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have them top 13. Okay. So, I should probably downgrade Aaron Jones. I'll do that right now. Ooh. Behind Cook? Yep. I mean, you guys have them ahead of Sony Michelle? Yes. Uh, not me. No? Oh, yes, I do. Sorry. <laughs> well, I knew you have Cook ahead of him. I didn't know if you were going to move Aaron Jones behind Sony Michelle. No. Okay. Uh, start dig, start Thielen. You know, if Thielen doesn't play well in this game, I think, it would be reasonable to start getting alarmed since he's been playing through injuries and just hasn't done so much the last two games. 
But, you know, we'll throw them out there for sure. Uh, last time these two teams played, Kirk Cousins scored 41 fantasy points. Both receivers had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Diggs may have had two touchdowns. Uh, he did? He did. He had 120 it, yards and two touchdowns. Are you going to play the music for this game? <laughs> for a Vikings game? No, I don't think so. Um, Minnesota's DST. Oh wait, Kyle Rudolph, starter sit. Green Bay's pretty good against tight ends. Don't, don't play any tight ends in this game. Here's a fun stat. It's not really relevant, but it's fun. The Packers have not allowed more than one catch to any single tight end in four straight games. Rams, Patriots without Gronkowski, uh, Dolphins and Seahawks. Not one of those tight ends in those four games has had more than one catch against the Packers. Uh, Minnesota DST. So you guys are a little different here. Jamie's got him ninth. Dave has him eleventh. Heath, you have him fifteenth. Why don't you start? Um, why they are a sit for you, the Vikings DST. I think that makes perfect sense with like I've got Rodgers lowered as well, but not quite as low. I don't think as uh, Dave and Jamie. So I'm just expecting a little bit more scoring from the Packers. Okay, and Jamie, you're still willing to start the uh, Vikings DST. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, and over like the Bills. Colts, yeah, no, no, like studs here. Okay, DST sucks this year, doesn't it? This year? Yeah, I feel like there's. Is there I think one... a lot of people have the Bears would disagree with you. Yeah, the Bears are great. Is there any team that's like a automatic start every week? Jaguars now, but they really haven't been. You know. Um, let's take let's take a little detour on the, fantasy the Bears? football today. Just other than the Bears, I said. Let's take a little detour um, and see the, who the standings at uh, every week. DST. DSTs? Yeah. I don't know if there is one besides the Bears. Right, that's what I'm saying. The Vikings were up and down. The Rams have been up and down. Jaguars up and down. The Rams are the number two DST in fantasy, and like, I don't even really trust them that much. I think if you look at any team that's played Buffalo and dominated Buffalo, or dominated the Raiders, was that was that number two on a per game basis? Uh. Probably they've played not. one more game maybe, than almost everyone. Maybe. They they've have just scored two touchdowns against the Chiefs. 12 more helped. points than the Steelers. They're about even with the Steelers, the Texans, the Redskins. Oh, not the Redskins. They played this week. Uh, I, th- I think the Steelers one that I kind of trust down the stretch. I don't know all the matchups. I'm not going to trust them at New Orleans in Week 16. Okay, that was a fun little detour. Uh, if you want to go to a game, you know the app to use, right? It's the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek's been a proud sponsor of our show for a long time, and we really appreciate SeatGeek. And I am a proud user of the SeatGeek app because getting tickets online can be very complicated. used to be a real pain in the butt, and I get tickets to a lot of things. And I am so thankful that I – oh, how about that little Thanksgiving tie-in? I am so thankful for the SeatGeek app for making it easy for me to go to games, concerts, comedy, theater. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites. I never have to do that anymore. I just search SeatGeek. They bring in all the tickets. They grade everyone based on value. I can immediately identify the best seats that fit my budget. I've used SeatGeek to go to Giants, Yankees, Hurricanes, Foo Fighters, U2, you name it. Just so many events, and I'm always using the SeatGeek app. And you can get 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase, people. FFT is the promo code. So download the SeatGeek app, look for your tickets, find your tickets, and then use that promo code FFT. That is $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase with the code FFT. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. 
San Francisco's at Tampa Bay. I have two stats of the game. They are about wide receivers. Let's start out with Marquise Goodwin, who has not had more than five targets in a game this season. Uh, here's stat of the game number one. A wide receiver has caught a touchdown against Tampa Bay in every game this season. There have been seven wide receivers that have caught a touchdown against the Bucks with five or fewer targets. That's amazing, including the last three wide receivers that caught a touchdown against Tampa Bay, Curtis Samuel, Josh Stockson, Odell Beckham. So Goodwin has a chance to catch a touchdown. Where do you have Marquise Goodwin ranked this week? 30s. Yeah, he's a, he's in the the flex discussion, but um better in non-PPR than he is in PPR because you know the targets are going to be low. In DFS, I do like the Mullins Goodwin Kittle stack. Mm, nice. Yeah. It'll, yeah, go ahead. It, it's a cheap way to make sure then you can just play whoever you want pretty much. Would you start Valdez Scantling or Goodwin? Uh, Goodwin. I think I'd go MVS. Stat of if, the game. Cobb, if Cobb plays, I'll go MVS. Okay. Yeah, get him out of the slot, move him to a better spot for him. Uh, stat of the game number two. Now let's talk about the Bucks wide receivers. There have been 14 wide receivers with six or more targets against San Francisco. 11 of those 14 wide receivers have either had 100 yards or a touchdown or both. Staggering, these two teams are just terrible against wide receivers. And that's only six targets. So Evans is the number one wide receiver in this game. Who's number two? Great. <laughs> Kittle. Okay. How about Mullins? Oh, in the game. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> how about Mullins? Yeah. How does he rank with the wide receivers? No. I said who's the no, who's the best wide receiver? You gave me two tight ends, so I was giving a quarterback. Um. Is it Goodwin? Is it Godwin? Is it Humphreys? God. Is it Jackson? You know what? I'll take Humphreys and PPR. Okay. I'll take, I think Jackson and Goodwin are basically the same guy. I wish there were more teams on by so we could like recommend these Bucks wide receivers to more people, you know? But just think about it. If you're really stuck at wide receiver, this is an opportunity for these guys to get in the end zone. Uh, alright. Nick Mullins, 24% owned. He's, he's one spot behind Eli Manning for both uh, Heath and Jamie. He's a two QB start and a desperation stream, but not much else. Mike, two quarterbacks in the Superflex League this week are Eli Manning and Nick Mullins. Uh, I picked up Chase Daniel and started him. <laughs> hey, nice work. Uh, Matt Breida. How excited are you about Matt Breida this week? And does the Vinnie Curry thing weigh in at all? It matters a little bit, but Breida's just been so good. I mean, YPC is way, way up there, <laughs> right around six. Yeah. And I love the fact they gave him 20 touches last week, and I think a lot of touchdowns are going to be scored in this game, which helps his odds of getting one. He's a, he's a start. It's Tampa Bay, their first six games, did not allow more than 61 rushing yards to any running back. Their last five games, we've seen four running backs have big games. Chubb, Mixon, McCaffrey, and Barkley. Three of them had... Massive games. 28 or more PPR fantasy points. That'd be McCaffrey, Barkley, and Mixon. Those are all really good running backs. They are. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was looking at their schedule to see if they played really bad running backs early in the year, and maybe that was part of it, or just bad running teams. Not really. I feel like they did well against good opponents, including James Conner. I mean, mo most of the time, though, teams just throw on them so much. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, all right, so so Brita, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, rank them. Uh, Cook, Jones, Brita. Jones, Brita, Cook. Okay, they're all at, at worst uh, pretty high end number two option. You talked about Goodwin, George Kittle's your number two tight end in PPR, number one for Heath and Dave in non PPR. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston in all four of his in all three of his starts he has thrown for 276 or more yards. Uh he turned one of those he got pulled though. Did he get pulled while throwing for Yes. 200 <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The Bengals game, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh this is a great matchup. I won't get into all the numbers. This is a great matchup. So you guys have him top 5. Yeah, and I'll be I'll just be honest. Look behind the curtain. I start with projections and then I manipulate a little bit when things just seem too outlandish. And if I didn't manipulate the quarterback projections at all, Jameis would be my number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is a there is downside because he's so sloppy, but yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of potential. He's thrown an interception. I think it's six straight games with fourteen interceptions over that span. I have him projected for two interceptions. And <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> a top five quarterback. And we're getting away from Peyton Barber, right? He's in the flex conversation. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to start him, but he's like, there's a lot of those types of running backs, and he's towards the top of the list. My genius advice would have told you, oh, Peyton Barber over LeGarrette Blount, easy. Sure. I mean, Melvin Gordon is the only running back with more than 67 rushing yards against the Niners. And they have faced Cook, Hunt, David Johnson, Gurley, and Barkley. So they've done well. And would you start any wide receiver not named Mike Evans over Peyton Barber? In PPR, yes. Yeah. I'd start most of the receivers in this game over him in PPR. Yeah. How do you feel about Cameron Brait? Love him. Sort him. Yeah. It's it do, it doesn't look like a great matchup. Not it's not clear to me. But it's not an awful matchup, it's not a great matchup. Yeah. And I don't know that it matters, because like I said on the Tuesday or Wednesday, on the Wednesday show, I think, the Buccaneers, they throw for like 40 more yards per game than any other team. It's amazing. So start Cameron Braid. Start Cameron Braid over. Like, give me a few names. You'd start him over. Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Vance McDonald for me. Um, Eric Ebron. Yeah. David Njoku. Okay. Giants and Eagles. Stat of the game. A repeat from last week that Jamie's already given. The Giants have allowed a touchdown to a running back in every game this season. Stat of the game number two. The last three running backs to face the Giants have had their best game of the year in non-PPR and their best or second best game of the year in PPR. Stat of the game number three. Uh, we'll get to stat of the game number three in a second. Let's talk about Josh Adams. Do you like him better than Matt Breida or Galvin Cook or anything or the guys we've talked about so far? Uh, No. I like I him like better than Dalvin Cook. What? I do. I think you're gonna have to explain I, it. I, I, I understand <laughs> the excitement about Dalvin Cook and I am very hopeful that it's true. But ranking Dalvin Cook 19th, I don't think needs an explanation from the being too low on him standpoint, sure. based on what he's done this year. Has Adams had more than seven carries in a game yet? <laughs> no, his high, his high last week was 10 touches. I mean, that does have to be mentioned here. We don't know what they're going to do. Fair. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm starting him out of necessity. Who are you, Do you guys have any situations where you're starting him over someone that's interesting? I prefer him to Sony Michelle. 
I would have started him over Peterson and Howard. Me too. And Tevin Coleman. I don't really understand the Sony Michelle thing. Yeah, me either. I've got Sony. Like, where do you have Sony Michelle? Fifteen. Okay, I've got him eighteen. So, but you have Adams higher than that. Yep, I've got Adams seventeen. I like Adams better in PPR. <laughs> Adams better in PPR. Uh, I, was well, I mean, la- he had six. He had six targets last week. Right. Yeah. That, that's and that's really like the receiving even in non PPR for me because I've got them separated by one tenth of a point. The the difference is the receiving. I don't have Sony Michelle projected for any targets. All right. Um, would you start Alshon Jeffrey or Josh Adams at a flex? Uh, I would start Adams. I'm looking because that's that's a good one. I like Jeffrey. I don't love Jeffrey. I would start Adams. All right, let's go to the Eagles. Let's start. Let's start with the Eagles. We've already talked about Josh Adams. Um, Carson Wentz, like him or love him? His best game of the year came against the Giants, 30 fantasy points, and he was awful last week, but was very consistently solid before that. Carson Wentz. Um, start him. Yeah, I, I like him. Here, here's, this will be the funniest way to describe Carson Wentz. I would start him over Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So I love him. <laughs> I would rather start Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson, so I don't really like him that much. Right. Okay. It's pretty funny. I, you know, I I don't really see how this game should be competitive. I, I just like, <laughs> because the Eagles can't. Like, I I know this should be the bonanza. I was thinking about it. I haven't I haven't ruled it out yet. You know, it you should be the. That, you think it's, it shouldn't be competitive because of the Eagles? Because the Giants they suck. Like they really do. The Eagles I, have I, no secondary. Agreed, but they also have a pass rush. And I think what's happening is I heard this on a on a radio show this morning driving in that. You see what the Giants have done the last two games, and you're going to fall into a little bit of a trap. Yeah, of course. Because they played San Francisco and Tampa Bay, who have no pass rush. And the Buccaneers sacked him four times. He threw 18 passes, and he got sacked four times. Like, we'll get into that because that's really relevant for Eli Manning. Uh, they, they're still – they can't protect him at all. Uh, so, Alshon Jeffrey, you like, don't love. Uh, would you start Jeffrey or DJ Moore? I would start – DJ Moore. Wow. Really? Okay. Jeffrey had two touchdowns, eight catches, 74 yards, and two touchdowns in the first meeting, but he just hasn't really been good with Golden Tate. The target, yeah, the targets have been a little bit down for him. Eight in the first game with Tate when Tate barely played, and then five last week. I just don't know what to make of last week because it was such a bad game for the Eagles. Uh, and I know you're getting away from Tate, right? I've got him as a number three. I, like, the Giants allow the 11th most passing yards per game, the third fewest passing touchdowns. In the NFL, so uh, it just doesn't make sense. And waiting for the, for them to really show themselves as a bad defense, and it hasn't happened really, except that game against the Eagles. Uh, all right, so Eli Manning is not a top twelve guy; he's more like fifteenth. You think he'll get to like twenty fantasy points? Uh, just below. Yeah, twenty-one. Would you start? You'd start Rodgers over him, right? Over yes. Manning. Yes. Okay. Uh, how about Rivers or Manning? Rivers. Uh, Rivers. And you all have Baker Mayfield, the head of Eli Manning, so that's the guy. I don't think Dave does. Uh, you both have, I should have said. Yeah, Dave, Dave actually has Manning 11th. He, I mean, look, if, if, yeah, if the secondary is beat up as we've seen, you know, again, I think it's also falling into the trap a little bit. 
they struggled against the Saints. Sure. They, they okay. So the the Eagles have allowed 269 or more passing yards in seven straight games. 269 or more passing yards in seven straight games. The league average is 242 yards per game allowed. So they are terrible in that regard. Um, Eli Manning historically is is beyond terrible at Lincoln Financial. Last year he had a good game. The five years before that he scored somewhere between six and fourteen fantasy points. And and last year he still threw two interceptions there. He threw forty seven passes. Yeah, I I think the thing that you'll get from Eli is you'll probably get him around three hundred yards. I think it'll be like a three hundred one and one type of game. So the tricky one then is Sterling Shepard because everyone's going to start Barkley. Uh, we will keep an eye on the Eagles defense with Timmy Jernigan back and see how much that helps. But you're still starting Barkley. You're starting Beckham. You're likely sitting Ingram. He's around 12th for everybody. Uh, you can start Brate McDonald over him. What about Sterling Shepard, who has been completely uninvolved, five targets over his last two games, but we do think the Giants will have to throw the ball more? Um, I'm not playing him. Number three. All right, Tater Beck or uh, Shepard. Still Shepard. I'll go Shepard in non PPR, Tate in PPR. Stardarts and the Eagles DST sit them. They just they're just not good enough. Seattle's at Carolina. Four straight quarterbacks scored twenty to twenty five fantasy points against Seattle, but no quarterback has scored more than twenty five. So you guys have Cam Newton, I think third. Um. The Seahawks have played golf twice, Trubisky, Rivers, Rodgers. None of them have scored more than 25 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Do you think it happens this week? I think he scores 26 fantasy points. Is that honestly what you have Cam Newton projected for? Yep. All right. Start him. Start McCaffrey. Tell me about the uh, the wide receivers. Uh, f- both teams. Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game? Baldwin, if he plays. <laughs> it's, it's such a tough question. Like, we don't know the status of Funchess. We don't know the status of Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Assuming everyone plays, I would agree with Jamie and say Baldwin's my favorite. Yeah, if Baldwin's out, does Tyler Lockett become a must-start? Yes. Yeah, and he, I think he's, he's pretty he's, close to DJ right. Moore now. But not just must-start, like, like really good start. I would say he's in the top 15 conversation. Certainly top 20. He's not that far off right now. He would be better in non-PPR than PPR because even when Baldwin was out, it wasn't like he was getting 10 targets a game. Right. But again, you've seen Russell Wilson's pass attempts up. He's averaging a 32 pass attempts the last three weeks. Uh Russell Wilson, 8th for Jamie, 5th for Dave, 12th for Heath. Uh Carolina allows the 6th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The bottom line, they have a bad pass defense. Why only 12th, Heath? I'm a little worried this game um, gets gets away from Seattle. And uh, Carolina is able to dominate time of possession, and they uh, try to run it in the first half, and then in the second half. I mean, he's—I still got him for twenty-two fantasy points, I think, twenty-three fantasy points. Okay, so low-end starter for you, more of a high-end starter for Jamie. Do you think Wilson has a chance to pop, have a huge game, like a good chance to do it? Yes, I'd say, I'd say a chance. I don't, I don't think it's a good chance, but there is a chance, sure. What are you doing with the Seattle running backs? I don't like them. I think Carson's still fine. He's been successful every time he's on the field, I think outside of one game since he's gotten the job. He had 17 carries last week. Carson or Brita? Brita. Brita. How are we not getting a stat of the game 
Carolina's YPC allowed since Thomas Davis got back? Because <laughs> that was last week's stat of the game. Oh. And I don't think they did very well last week. Carryon had a good game. Yeah. Carryon Johnson is a YPC destroyer. He does not care about your opponent YPC. Um, right, what are we forgetting in this game? Greg Olson. Greg Olson or uh, Cameron Brayton, Vance McDonald? Olson. Olson. <sighs> oh, uh, would you take a flyer on Ed Dixon or Nick Vanette? Uh, no. I don't want to because I don't know. It's a two-headed monster, and there's maybe five targets to go around. One of the big one I would take. Vanette. I think I would too. Uh, Carolina DST, Dave and Jamie have no interest, and Heath has him seventh. So you, you just think Carolina's winning this game? Yes. I'm not sure. I, this is, this is, uh, one of the games of the week for sure. This is a big one. I think Seattle wins it. Carolina, if you go back to that Giants victory, they've been playing pretty terrible since then. They, yeah, they really, they're not that good. No. But they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're they're not as good as their record indicates. It's a cross-country trip, too. We didn't talk about that. I think these teams have played each other at least, like, each of the last three years. Oh, really? They played each other last year for sure. All right, guys. I need a second here to pick the Bonanza. So the Bonanza yeah. is every fantasy-relevant player is good, right? I think you can always have one bad player. I mean, it depends yeah, on yeah. how many. Most. Most. Yeah. I have a good one for you. Yeah, I got it. I picked it. Every fantasy relevant player. Buffalo Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, it is the out. Uh, that, that means LaShawn McCoy has to be good. Oh crap. Alright, I gotta pick a new one. <laughs> Wait, I was just joking about that one anyway. Um. Oh man, what are we gonna do here? Still don't know. I only have a few seconds to pick it. I'm gonna go with Giants Eagles. Giants, Eagles, Bonanza. No, me either. But what were you gonna take? I was gonna go San Francisco, Tampa Bay. I was gonna go Cleveland, Cincinnati. So oh, Cleveland, Cincinnati would have been a would have been the one. Can I change I, it? Or I think I, it's a good choice. Giants, Just Eagles. Stick with it. Okay. Don't change it now because then you're gonna be kicking yourself Sunday night when we're making fun of you. Okay, Giants, Eagles, uh, Barkley, big Beckham, big. I think I think what we need is uh, yeah, both quarterbacks. You gotta have both court. I don't know that Manning has to be like top ten, but he's gotta have a good game. And yeah. I think I think we need Alshon and Alshon and Josh Adams to come through. I would say, and I think they will. Okay, guys, last game. What's the weather like? Uh, it was fourteen freaking degrees in New York yesterday, so uh, it's gonna be cold. So maybe I should go with uh, a different game now. Cincinnati, Cleveland's gonna be cold too. I'm sure. Tennessee's at Houston. Uh, stat of the game. In their last four games, the Titans have allowed 72 yards or a touchdown to nine wide receivers. In their last four games. 72 yards or a touchdown to nine wide receivers. So, I know we're starting Hopkins. I know we did start meter for Kiki QT, but let's do it again. Um, Jamie, I think you were higher on QT, right? Absolutely. Alright, let's talk about what do you, what do you expect here? I expect a lot of targets again. I mean, you know, he's, he's, been heavily involved almost every time he's been healthy, and I expect that to continue because you look at what the formula is right now for Deshaun Watson. This offense, it's get the ball out quick. You know they'll take their shots with Hopkins, but I, I mean QT's been so so much involved in in the game plan. I mean 
He had more targets than Hopkins last week. He had the same amount of catches. He had more receiving yards. And this secondary is terrible. Yeah, I I just really, and we talked about this on the show yesterday too, I struggle with the number of pass attempts Watson throwing. And last week we saw QT get nine targets on 24 attempts, so a third of the team's targets, which meant kind of a down game for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that's the new norm. And earlier in the year when he had the games where he was more involved, it was week four and five against Indianapolis and Dallas, where they threw it 42 and 44 times. If they're throwing 25 pass attempts, I will say I'll like QT more if Mariota plays. But if Blaine Gabbert's the starter for the Titans, I don't have any reason to expect Watson to throw more than 24 or 25 times. I agree with you. And I would say the targets go from nine to seven because he's looking at two guys right now. Yeah. This isn't a... Bill O'Brien did apologize for uh, Demarius Thomas's lack of usage and said they have to get him more involved. So he goes to four targets. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not even considering Demarius Thomas. No, no, nope. And... He's going to be the guy that we're all tweeting about nobody's got Demarius Thomas in their lineup because he just scored a touchdown. Like yesterday. He's LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt, is that you meant? Well, like there were like nine guys. No, but I'm saying like somebody that we're just expecting not to do anything. Right. You you can't, you can't put him in the same category as the four Saints guys (laughs) because, you know, those are nobodies, but, uh, or no name guys, excuse me. But, um, Blunt's a good, good, uh, cause he's old too. (laughs) What's, uh, your, who's your favorite running back in this game? Lamar Miller. Miller. He's the only one that I really, I don't like any of these guys. Yeah. Miller's the only one I'm starting. Yeah. Tennessee has a pretty legit run defense. But Miller, what did he get, 20 carries last week? So I, I took a look at the running backs with big workloads. Four running backs have had 15 carries or more, uh, more, more than 15 carries against Tennessee. They all scored 10 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and 12 or more fantasy points in PPR. But, you know, they didn't really have huge games. So it, there's not that much of a ceiling, it seems, for Lamar Miller. Right. He's He's got 18 or more carries in three of his last four games. He's turning into yeah. a workhorse. Yeah, and 13 or more PPR fantasy points in three of his last four games. The only bad one was at Denver, and we know that's a really tough matchup. So I don't know. He's always like a safe flex, I guess, if you just want to be safe. But Gus Edwards or Lamar Miller? Edwards. Edwards. Adams or Miller? Adams. Adams. McCoy or Miller? Miller. Miller. Alshon or Miller? Uh, Alshon. And I want to go back. I would take Miller over Edwards and PPR. Okay. Even if Collins is out? Yeah, I don't know that Gus Edwards gets a target. But it doesn't, but I'm saying if Collins is out, Gus Edwards gets maybe six more carries, you know? Maybe. And what else we got here? Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, we're avoiding. If, if Mariota plays, are you going to start Deion Lewis? No. Okay. I, he'd be more of a flex. So, if Mariota plays, are you going to start Corey Davis? No. He'd be more of a flex. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Deshaun no. Watson versus Baker Mayfield. You found somebody, I would say Deshaun Watson. Watson. Uh, Watson, but I have him back to back. So that means you would start Winston and Jackson over Watson. The other streamers you would not. I'd start Brady and Rodgers, two guys that we've kind of doubted over Watson. Yeah, dude, throw the ball. It's so frustrating. Deshaun Watson. I will say this though, he seems to be like one of those guys that shows up on prime time. Oh, maybe. Remember the Dolphins yeah. game? Well, oh, how about this? He has 18 touchdown passes this year. 
uh, in ten games. Five of them came against Miami. <laughs> He's yep. thirteen it, touchdowns it, it, in his. Just something to keep games. in mind. Yeah, that is actually pretty interesting. Alrighty, that's uh that's the show. Uh, Texans DST is a must start, right? Absolutely, got to go by. One hundred. Wait, wait, oh wait, can I read some emails? Since oh, we're yeah, doing sure. a mailbag. All right, Real let's... quick, I've got Thanksgiving leftovers, man. All right, Brad in a city in central Iowa says, "Dear T- uh, Terrell, Ray, Jimmy, and Ed, those are Ravens. Can you please explain why the Ravens are your number one DST this week? They've allowed twenty six points per game their last four, with three total sacks and no interceptions." Is that true? And while the matchup with the Raiders looks great, Arizona's DST just flopped against them. Why should I not play the Jaguars over the Ravens? You absolutely can't. Jaguars are in a great spot, too. Um, but you have Raiders cross-country trip for a 1 o'clock start. They just lost another wide receiver who arguably has been their best since Amari Cooper was traded. Uh, Jordy Nelson may not play. Doug Martin is hurt. And so is Baltimore. What do you say, the last three games? Last four games, they have three sacks? Holy cow, okay, that's so true. One of those was against Pittsburgh. New Orleans, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. I mean, look. <laughs> those teams are a little better than the Raiders. New Orleans, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and then Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still, it's pretty bad. One sack. But uh, I'm going to guess the bounce back game is coming in a big way here. Yep. Okay. Uh, next email is from Paul. I started listening to you guys three years ago. Haven't missed a podcast since. Cool. Which defense or defenses would you hold on to for the playoffs? The Jaguars, the Rams, or the Broncos? I, I'm pretty sure the Jaguars is the answer here if I remember their schedule. I'm going to check for you. I believe that's accurate. Jaguars in the fantasy playoffs have Tennessee, Washington, and Miami. Two of them on the road, but still. Woo, that's excellent. Let's go with the Jaguars. All right, next email. Mm, I don't have a name. I thought his name was McCungie, but I think that's the city in Pennsylvania. Dear Wilbert. Brian, LaShawn, and Ricky. I'm going to Google that. Huge fan of the show. Did Adam eat his butterfinger? No, but I will. I promise. Pick two of the three running backs, PPR. Mixon, Cook, Michelle. Mixon, Cook. Yep. Uh, Wilbert, Brian, LaShawn, and Ricky are Eagles running backs. Wilbert Montgomery. Gotcha. Uh, Jim from a city in Pennsylvania. Uh, need a running back in PPR. I have Duke Johnson and Jalen Richard, or I could pick up Gus Edwards. Who should I go with? Gus. Duke. Gus. 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 I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, this is from... You didn't get that? No. He just played Duck, Duck, Goose. Oh, Nice. That was really good. Uh, this is from Andrew. Andrew says, go Knowles! And I'm just gonna laugh in your face! Cause they're terrible, Andrew. They're not going oh, to a bowl game. Let Florida lose to them. Like, they're what not are going you to talking them. about? They're, the Seminoles are much worse. They lost by my, they lost to Miami by like two points. They're much worse than Miami. They, they should have won that game though. They they're both game. embarrassing. Could you put an all-star game, all-star team together of Hurricanes and Knowles? Would they have a chance against the Gators or UCF? Against the Gators, yeah, yeah. Players, the two teams. Florida's not that good. The the Hurricanes have actually one of the best defenses in the country. It's incredible that they are six and five. It's pathetic. Uh, What'd you say? Florida's defense good too. Oh yeah, always. Uh, Pick one PPR: Godwin, QT, Corey Davis, Funchess. I'll take QT. 
Uh. <laughs> He'd say. Godwin. <laughs> All right, that's it. Now we're out of here. Sorry about the uh, lack of mailbag, everybody. I appreciate your uh, your patience. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, wait, wait. There, there's, uh, did I tell you the email address for the mailbag? That uh, no, what is the email address? It's uh, got to go buy at got to go buy. Okay, got to go at buy.com. For Jamie and Heath, I'm Adam. Talk to you on Sunday, recapping week 12.